to bring it all in practice. And, uh, and what of course also helps always is to have a discussion. So I'm really looking forward as well to, uh, to kickstart that uh, together with Kim Snyder, Marjan, who we've had before uh, on behalf of the Dutch, Cent- uh, Dutch Association of Banks and Leonard Franke from the uh, uh, Authority for Financial Markets, to put it in English. Um, uh, Kim, could you maybe introduce yourself briefly uh, before we start off the discussion uh, so people have an understanding uh, who we have on the line? Yes, of course. Thank you. My name is Kim Schneider and I work as a blockchain specialist at Rabobank. Uh, my work contains a lot of different projects. I focus on cryptocurrencies and tokenization but also on data sharing platforms, for example, for the real estate sector or for know your customer purposes. We also do a lot of work in self-software and identity. Uh, the latest visible case in the news was for storing Corona test results when entering an event. Maybe you have seen it. So that's in short. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, that's very interesting uh, to, to have you at the table while you're, you're so active in this space. Uh, and Leonard, could you also briefly introduce yourself? Well, uh, thank you, uh, Don. Um, yeah, I'm Leonard, uh, Leonard. I'm from the Authority Financial Markets. Um, working there in the DLT, the blockchain area, primarily, I would say, um, look at it from an operational and IT risk perspective as well. I'm active in the MICAR uh, regulation development of it, the DLT pilot regime, and there is a, also a review of the CSDR upcoming. Um, so I'm, th- that's, what my, that's what I do at the AFM. Um, during the weeks, I would say, just, just talk to companies, talk about business cases. Uh, we, we evaluate propositions. Uh, we look at uh, license registrations, um, all kinds of things that have to do with supervision and regulation, but also um, talking to Ministry of Finance to help them to get Mika uh, up and running as soon as possible. Yeah. And so maybe as a first question, question for you, so what kind of cases do you see now that the AFM uh, I mean, in which ways does the, the, the AFM now get confronted with uh, with crypto assets or token or, to, or token assets? Uh, that, that's very wide. I would say we see uh, what has been said also by Claire in the uh, real estate, a lot happening. Uh, recently, we had a question about persons that want to do in the energy transition, that want to provide, uh, for, for example, tokenized buildings, give them an identity and let them uh, trade their own carbon credits. Wow. Um, so... Uh, and we also see um, companies that say we want to do a, a crowdfunding platform on a blockchain. Think of something that can be done on a blockchain and it, and it, it comes over our desk, um, mm-hmm. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that also has, and, that's, and, and it's very wide. Also in the identity space, we see, think, we see things happening. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, um, it's, it's not very limited. It's a very wide scope. Okay, interesting place to be. Uh, yep. Hey, and Marianne, uh, maybe nice also to uh, to learn a little bit about your background at ABN Emro, uh, as you were just uh, speaking on behalf of the Dutch Association of Banks. Uh, what, what are you What are you currently working on there? Um, I work at the compliance department, and I'm currently supporting uh, the organization and also innovation, advising, and and assessing impacts uh, of uh, both the crypto economy. Uh, but also on the regulatory side uh, and also on stakeholder engagement. So, uh, yeah, that's that's basically what I'm doing. 
Okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's re really nice. I think uh, it's, it's nice to see that also the, that the banks already took took a very active role in exploring the the, the potential in this technology and and uh, what could happen here. And uh, what I would just want to do here is just uh, launch a poll for our audience to also warm themselves up to think along with you. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe good to start with you, Kim, as well. So, what kind of potential do you see? I think you were you you mentioned that you were working on uh, quite a variety of projects. Where do you think we'll see the first things taken off that that you know tokenized assets uh, will become a part of our uh, our daily life? Yes. Um, well, uh, looking at Rabobank and the projects we are running at this moment uh, internally, I really think um, this might be at the um, carbon credit, like also Leonard mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is an interesting uh, uh, part. I don't know if it's the first thing we will see as a retail consumer in our daily lives, but for corporates uh, and farmers, uh, it might be really uh, interested. It's interesting. Um, on the utility uh, parts, I, I really think initiatives like the two token are uh, very uh, interesting uh, because uh, consumers can use it in their uh, daily lives. So I really hope uh, you will proceed uh, this year with the two token. Um, yeah. And I also think payment tokens can be interested uh, for banks, but at this moment, it's not really clear yet which role we can take uh, in this playing fields. And of course, it's also uh, depending on the regulatory stuff. No, indeed. So I think uh, as I look at what the poll results are saying, uh, uh, still most people think that the payment means might be the biggest opportunity for, for crypto assets. Um, what do you think about that, uh, Marianne? Uh, they might be referring to uh, central bank digital currencies, for example, as uh, something that's quite has been in the news quite a lot. Um, what, what's your view uh, on, uh, on the, this, uh, this position? Uh, yeah, it's it's a payment, payment, security. Uh, uh, adding to what Kim said, uh, I was thinking also that um, if you look at uh, security token initiatives, uh, if you see what what's happening, for example, in Germany uh, or in France, um, whether it's uh, ICO types of, uh, of of initiatives, but also um, bond issuance. Uh, um, um, I still feel that there is still it, it it has an infrastructural side and a proposition side, but I feel that a lot is going to happen there. Uh, you see uh, parties uh, yeah, entering the stage, uh, uh, and you see that regulatory developments are, are are kind of you know keeping track on 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 things. So it it is like a harm, harmonious um, effort, so to speak. Uh, if you look at um, uh, payments. Um, yeah, uh, I agree with Kim. There is still a lot of uncertainty. Uh, there is still a lot to be discovered. Uh, uh, having said that, I think it, do it does pay make sense for banks to, to keep really an eye on things. Um, uh, if you look at central bank digital currencies, um, it's interesting to see, for example, that China is pushing quite a bit. Uh, they have their own motives. Um, uh, interesting there, it's a strongly coordinating... Uh, coordinated and controlled state effort. Um, if you look at um, the United States, they're much more moving towards supporting private uh, market efforts. Yeah. And the EU is more or less in between. So uh, that also takes me to question, uh, is it worthwhile to, to discover the CBDC um, uh, initiative as well? And should in, indeed 
there be a collaborative effort between the financial sector, uh, central banks and governments to to explore this further. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also really curious how that will evolve over the over the coming years when we will see more discussions probably in that field. Uh, I'll put up the next poll already so the audience could already uh, take another vote. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious about your view, uh, uh, Leonard, on, on general crypto assets. Uh, right? So you see a lot of cases coming by. Where, where do you think will people see this on a more daily, uh, daily perspective uh, very soon? I, I think we should all... all- Keep our eye on where it adds value to the whole, to the to, to the current to the current society. I mean, um, does 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 suddenly uh, uh, blockchain-based payments are so much different from the other payments? Where the, where is the added value of it? And if I think uh, you, you with, on the previous poll where it does add value, if I say okay, there is an there is an asset crypto asset token or a tokenized asset, whatever it may be, and there is a an, a tokenized euro. And you can do delivery versus payment on a shared infrastructure, and you get all three. <laughs> I would say then maybe we we are uh, going ahead of things. Uh, if you look at at the crypto assets, that's also where Malayne there with the, the next generation capital of last year. The technology allowed them to to fractionize securities to a to a very low level on on, on a very economical skill. So there it adds value to do so. Yep. And if you then what what on, on the use case of this year can take on the notaries with with uh, put a BV directly on the blockchain and have that directly digitized, then we are digitizing the whole end-to-end value chain. Mm. And then it adds value. And then you can say, okay, what do I need in, in that digital environment, in that digital economy? And that can be an investment token, that can be a utility token, that can be a payment token. But look at the case. Where can we create value? Yeah, yeah. No, I fully agree. Yeah. Go ahead, Marielle. To, uh, to add, I think... The fractional ownership, I think, is an important one because that can really be added value uh, to certain uh, investors, for example, uh, smaller investors, uh, but also to, towards, if you look at, for example, SME, uh, the, the, the small and medium enterprises, um, uh, the crowdfunding type of, uh, of, of, of initiatives. Uh, if, you, if you can lower the barrier, you can lower the scale, you can increase the liquidity, I think that is an I think an important one that has the potential for added value and to really um, uh, to 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 offer more access to to certain um, yeah investor groups as well in a responsible yep. manner by the way. No, for sure. I think if we look at the current poll, we see actually that it's quite a, a tie uh, sort of between the different uh, different the three different options uh, of tokens. So we have uh, no winner. <laughs> no, we we have a slight winner uh, in the investment token, which is seen as the most uh, interesting part. And there's also a question from the audience uh, by uh, Jeroen, uh, uh, who asked whether Abby Emro specifically uh, would want to become a custodian of uh, crypto assets. So I'm uh, curious, maybe Marianne, what your take is on that. Um, I think if, if you look at, uh, for example, the initiatives that we are taking um, or, or developing in, like Pictor, uh, which is a, um, a permission network uh, also offering transactional and custodial services, which is an experimental phase, by the way. Uh, I think the bank see, feels that um, uh, in due time, uh, custodial services as being part of you know, the financial uh, cycle is probably one of the, uh, the the services that could be offered by banks. And if you look at other countries, like for example in the United States and in Germany, um, uh, you see the F- you see banks are becoming more uh, more or less interested 
and they are uh, able to um, to start looking into that direction. So I have the feeling that that will also be happening in in the Netherlands, but it might take time to make sure that we do it in a in in a responsible manner. There's still quite some issues to be resolved. So this is something that will not happen overnight. This will become part of a bigger effort. Uh, and in that sense, I think that yeah. uh, in due time it will happen and we will be looking into it, yes. And so Marianne, under what regulatory regime does Pictor uh, resort? Is it under the Dutch regime? So does it come on Leonard's desk? Uh, to my knowledge, uh, it is an international effort. Uh, so there are now uh, moving towards, I think... Um, if I'm not mistaking the, the, the UK uh, F, FCA site, and perhaps also some French uh, and German uh, elements in there, but I'm not sure, to be honest. It's international. So in a way that offers the opportunity also to, to look into which yeah, uh, regulator is most applicable, also uh, considered the, considering the participants and the area where they work for. The tokens no, have no boundaries, right? So you know that, of course. You work with Euroclear at an exchange, so uh, Marlene. Yeah, but our, token do, our tokens do have boundaries, of course. They do? Due to the regulation that, uh-huh. uh, that applies. Um, it's in the end the legal framework that determines a lot in need. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, but the nice thing is that you can integrate those boundaries into the tokens, if you like to. So you can predetermine who who is allowed to trade those tokens, for example. So it means if I buy a token, if I buy something on an exchange, I, it has to stay within the confines of the Netherlands. Uh, well, th- that's something you would be able to set up if you if you mm. want that. That's where the use of a, a, such a smart contract would come in nicely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I'm curious for for Kim to ask uh, on, on this side, uh, as you were also part of the the, the group that created uh, the paper from the Dutch Association of Banks. Uh, let's say this is. Uh, do you what kind of role do you think that banks should play in in basically evolving this technology? Is it something that you feel that you need to really become a center of excellence of knowledge as well? I mean, within the ecosystem. Uh, uh, so, what kind of role do you see there uh, that banks can take? Um, yes, I think uh, different roles. Um, I really think uh, we are already working on uh, uh, projects like uh, these. So I really think what you said on the knowledge base, we already have some. We are also uh, uh, looking narrowly now to the uh, micro regulation. Um, so yes, I really think we should have uh, a role in this and we uh, can help our customers that will face uh, these questions and uh, projects in their daily lives. So I think that's where we can be of added value because of the customers of the banks will uh, have questions about this and also are willing to use blockchain technology or tokenization. So, yeah. I really think we can be uh, so as a, help as tr- there. As a trusted advisor uh, and, and a, ref- a reference point for your customers, uh, in any case, uh, you, see a, you see a big role. Yes, and as well on the other side that our uh, business model might change on, uh, on, some, uh, on some points uh, within the bank and some products will change. So that's also why I think we should be involved. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, uh, but but definitely also challenging, right? Because I think indeed, as uh, as was mentioned before uh, uh, the, in the highlights of the report, is that there's quite a challenge between sort of taking a certain risk when you want to pursue these new technologies and try to look at new implementations, while at the same time there's a lot of risk to be balanced uh, for your current customers that you want to keep safe, uh, for the expectations of society. Um, uh, what do you think there is 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 one of the biggest challenges on your uh, that you see? 
Um, yeah, I wanted to say that's why our job is so uh, so nice and so diverse. But uh, hard but not hard but nice. <laughs> that's what Leonard says, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> Uh, but also our job. Um, yes, I really think uh, we are waiting a bit at this moment on uh, the regulatory regimes, right? So I really think, um, yeah, it would be nice if we could collaborate uh, more to see what is possible. Um, and um, yeah, the boundaries that are already mentioned, the regulatory boundaries, um, and not having a clear vision on taxonomy, on definitions. So, yeah, sharing more knowledge with each other and collaborate. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, so uh, but I think you you mentioned regulatory, right? So, uh, Leonard, what do you think is the, the evolution there? I think you've been really active in uh, all the new regulations coming up. What do you think is uh, something we should look out for, or, or which way should we indeed uh, let our voice hear where to to think about the new rules that are being drawn up? That's a, that's a very open question. Um, <laughs> and you've got so, uh, I think everybody can, everybody, I, I, I invite everybody to take up the 200 and something pages from Mika and, and, and <laughs> spend a nice <laughs> evening on the fireplace or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, I, I think what we will see, it's a To very, light the fireplace or to reg- read it? <laughs> uh, both. Keep yourself warm. Um so I think it's a very open open regulation, and we try to keep the level playing field very not to overregulate the new space. As has already been said by Claire, the 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 securities are securities and are regulated through MIFID. It's like a waterfall model. You drop it in at the top, and everything that's not within MIFID goes to the MICA regulation. Yeah. Right. So there we see the e-money tokens, the securities, the the, the service providers, and the utilities, whatever coming in MICA regulation. I think it's good that we get a level playing field in Europe. And it's not only the Netherlands, it's, it's Germany, France, everybody's contributing. So we will see all the good from the other countries, which have been mentioned a lot, coming in that, into that MIGA regulation, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what can we do? I, I think we already had talks with the Dutch Society of Banks. Uh, we have other talks in, with the uh, community to make sure that... that um, that this MICA regulation goes in the, in the best possible way. There will be a, a, a successor of the AMLD5, as I'm not mistaken, but that's more the DNB kind of thing. Um, so I would say seminars like this do help. Yep. Does that help you a little bit or not? Well, it helps for me, and I think uh, Alex, uh, uh, Marlene, I hope I can speak for you as well. As with uh, that, it really helps to 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 just speak up about what where the thoughts are going, what people are thinking, and which way things are heading. Uh, but I think we're actually also, uh, I'm also looking at the director here and uh, she's looking very, uh, very much ti- time, time sensitive uh, to, on my end. So I'd like to ask you for, for just a final comment. In any case, a big thank you, uh, Kim, Marianne and Leonard for, for sharing your thoughts here. Uh, any last thing, uh, a very short one that you would want to highlight uh, before we head off? Oh, Leonard is the first. Um, <laughs> I, I think I would uh, love to see much more experiments in the sector. Um we will facilitate. Contact you. Yeah, yeah. More. Yes, yes. We are talking. We are talking to to institutions about experiments. But I think we need to experiment lots more, and, and not only talk about the the, the Bitcoin cases, but no. about the other tokenization cases. Yeah, a lot more um, interesting. Think about delivery versus payment. Think about all the nice things that can be done with this with this shared technology. Yeah. Uh, I think we have so much opportunities. We need much more experimentation. Yes. Thanks, Leonard. Marianne, anything from your end uh, to add? 
would I had the same answer in mind. Uh, the, the benefits of experimentation, because uh, that means that you're actually working on it. And um, in addition, I think it's important in that experimentation that there is an open dialogue and an open, constructive uh, way of working with the relevant stakeholders, which includes, by the way, the supervisory authorities, because they are uh, dearly needed. And, and uh, this is something we are in uh, together. So that will be my plea, um, ecosystem development and collaboration. Great. Thanks, Marianne. Kim, any last words from your end? Yes, in line with that, I really hope we can follow up with the recommendations we did in the NVB position paper. That would be great. And uh, yeah. yeah. Let's well, thanks indeed for, for all of you to share that. And I think we'll definitely, we'll share the report as well with the attendees, just like uh, the other cases that we talked about uh, earlier. Um, Marlene, thank you for joining us uh, today, uh, and, uh, and Alex, uh, I think it's uh, been great fun to, to, to get all this knowledge at the table and to discuss what the potential is. Any last word from you? No, yeah, I can't wait for, for what 2021 will bring. Um, you had a great run last year, so can't wait for this year. Yeah, well, just uh, obviously there are some challenges um, uh, starting, I, I guess, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've the lockdown. Uh, we've, yeah. yeah, we've worked past that. And you see that innovation is even, um, um, yeah, it's working out even better because um, it's easier to contact, to collaborate with each other. We've all come used to even having such a conference uh, remote. So, yep. um, yeah. Yeah, I see that that, at least from my point of view, drives innovation and makes it possible to even go quicker and, um, and, and really implement things. Yeah, no, I think that definitely does. Uh, so I think it's really, uh, really uh, nice that we can bring so much knowledge together at, uh, uh, in this condensed program. So I'm also looking forward to the next steps uh, from that perspective. How about you, Alex? No, I, I'm very excited about uh, that we're maturing. Right, the industry is maturing. Two years ago, we were asked, please, Alex, if you do this, don't mention the word crypto. Now, yeah, the banks are talking about crypto assets. You know, that's like cursing. I said, oh, we can use that word now. But so we're maturing. And uh, even my mother-in-law is starting to think, oh, I can actually use uh, crypto. Well, then we are really looking at adoption. So let's bring the ecosystems together. Holland Fintech, you know, two tokens, you know, society as a whole can benefit, like I yeah. just said. For sure. No, so uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much all for watching. And of course, uh, Robert, uh, Claire, uh, Alex, Marlene, uh, Kim, Marianne, uh, Leonard. Uh, we're all very happy that you will be, were able to join us today. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to see you on the next session. Have a great evening.